0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brinkinridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3,
1: 770 CHQR. Well, buenos tardes, mis amigos, and happy Friday. You know it would be pretty cool, folks, to see a Seattle team take the ice in the NHL? The Seattle Millionaires, I think it should be. little tribute to history. Uh, but, you know, it would be also, even cooler than that, folks, would be to also still have the Flames in the NHL. I think some people are worried that it's going to be one or the other. Either there's going to be a Calgary team or a Seattle team, that it can't be both. But I think it can. So we've been hearing the, the word Seattle thrown around a lot with all of the uncertainty about the Flames uh, and a proposed new arena in Calgary. It would be an obvious destination, I suppose, uh, for anyone looking to sell or move an NHL team. And amid word of a new arena deal in Seattle, uh, those fears became a little more pronounced in recent days here. Uh, That, holy cow, maybe this might actually happen. We get an arena deal in place there. People who want a team, maybe they're just going to swoop in and take ours. Well, maybe we can put all of that to rest now. Because, yeah, Seattle's getting a new arena, but it looks very, very likely at this point that the uh, NHL is going to put an expansion team in Seattle. A lot of money for the league in expansion fees, and it would look a lot better than to see a Canadian franchise pull up stakes and leave. So, does that mean the idea of Calgary moving is off the table, that uh, the Flames and City Council need to lock themselves in a room and sort all this out? And hey, if we're looking for ideas on how to deal with this whole arena situation, maybe we could take a cue from Seattle. Well, someone who's been watching all of this very closely, Neil DeMoz, joins us. Uh, he is co-author of the book Field of Schemes and editor of the website of the same name, fieldofschemes.com. Neil, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good to be here. Are you surprised at how quickly this is all moved? Because I think you thought maybe and a lot of others that, uh, you know, this would be something for not just Flames owners, other owners to dangle o- over their cities to say, hey, you know, we might be moving to Seattle if we don't get this or get that
0: yeah i mean i I think I like a lot of other people thought that they would the NHL would at least drag this out a little bit longer, right you know I mean there's no hurry to announce a Seattle expansion team um so they could at least you know let not just Calgary but uh Arizona and you know any of the other teams that are kind of uh, uh negotiating the islanders you know trying to negotiate for uh for better arena deals to sort of uh Hold that uh, Seattle card out, right, you know, as a threat. Um, but looking at it now, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of understanding their strategy, which I think is, you know, they figure they can get $650 million for an expansion team in Seattle. And if they can do that, right, that's probably or arguably at least more of a benefit to all of the teams in the league than having Seattle as a move threat, right? It might not be more valuable to the Coyotes, but the Coyotes aren't the only team in the league. Um, and, you know, of course, they can still threaten Houston or Kansas City or Quebec or anyplace else. So it's not like it, uh, it leaves them with no cards for leverage. It just means that they're sort of dealing out their best cards.
1: Well, let's not forget, right? I mean, that's six hundred fifty million dollars. Wouldn't that be chopped up thirty-one ways? That's a, a big chunk of change for each of these teams, including the Calgary Flames.
0: Absolutely, but you know, the pick an example. You know, the Blackhawks don't gain anything if uh, if the Coyotes use use. Uh, Seattle as leverage to get a new arena. Right. So this way, they're getting they're getting a, a guaranteed cut of money. And again, the the idea here isn't that you're they're hoping to have it both ways, right? They're hoping to get the six hundred fifty million and still be able to use other cities as leverage. Um, it's not a scenario like when the Expos moved to Washington D.C. and suddenly Major League Baseball is left without any other cities to threaten to move to. There still are a few a decent number of cities out there that don't have hockey franchises that. If you squint, you could at least say, "Well, you know we could threaten to to move a team there
1: yeah, the six hundred fifty million dollar figure is interesting because it was only five hundred million dollars for Las Vegas, so uh is it just we're going to jack it up because we can't
0: yeah, apparently, um you know the one of the think was Bill Daly said uh, that the difference was inflation, which man there's a lot of inflation in yeah, the course no of one year. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think you know, they're realizing that they can extract an awful lot of money for an expansion team, and especially, you know, this now makes sense why they would say to Seattle, well, you know, it's sort of an expansion team or nothing, right? Um, because if they said, well, we're open to an expansion team or we're open to relocation, then, you know, uh, Tim Lecky and... Jerry Bruckheimer and all the folks in Seattle who want a team would, might look and say, $650 million for an expansion franchise. I could get an established franchise for probably $500 million. Why do I want to get you know a, a team that has to go to the expansion draft when I can just go buy an existing team? Um, but this way they're basically saying, well, at least for the next couple years, if you want in, you have to pony up the $650 million. So I, I kind of see their strategy. You know, it's... it's kind of a weird leverage game that they're trying to play. Um, but if it works out, like I said, they get $650 million. They get a team in Seattle, which they already want. And like I said, there are other cities that they can use, like Houston, um, to sort of hold out there as a threat. Um, as we've seen in the past, like, you know, when the Penguins were Uh, talking about moving to Kansas City, and we're never serious about it because it would have been a terrible move for all concerned. Um, You know, the threat doesn't have to be real. It just has to be something you can hold out there.
1: Right. You know, in terms of, as you say, I mean, uh, 650 is a threshold here. These latest Forbes numbers show us that there are a number of teams that would be valued below that. And I mean, I guess the market's going to be whatever and anyone's willing to pay for a team. But is that a message to to the other owners that that's the bare minimum of, of what it is the, the value of what it is that you own? Are the Flames now set at a minimum value of $650 million? Well,
0: um, well I
1: mean, you know, this is
0: kind of the, the dilemma that sports leagues have, right, is that you have a, a um, limited resource, right? There are a limited number of teams and a limited number of slots, um, and that's what makes your franchises so valuable, right, is that there's more people out there that want to own teams in whatever sport it is than there are teams available. Um, And it's what gives you leverage over cities when trying to get uh, arena deals and so on and so on. Um, But the question is, at what point is it worth, you know, continually taking more money to sort of dilute your product and let in in more people to your club? And at what point do you say, no, 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 we're going to uh, uh, hold out and say, you know, we're just going to circle the wagons and just um, retain the franchise just for ourselves? And, you know, if you look at something like the NBA, the NBA has been way slower to expand and doesn't seem very interested because I think they're like, well, you know, we're just going to try to maintain the, the, the uh, value of the franchises we have uh, versus something like Major League Soccer where their strategy clearly is anybody with a check is welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> and, that seems more like a Ponzi scheme what they're running there.
0: So the crazy. NHL is trying to sort of drive right down the middle of those two, right? We'll keep handing out franchises every once in a while enough to get those checks coming, but we're not going to just go crazy, right, because we're not going to let in Seattle and Quebec and Houston everybody all at once, which is what the MLS would probably do. Um, so it's an interesting strategy to sort of try and, try and you know, play both games at once. Um, we'll see how it works. I expect they will likely uh, get their $650 million from Seattle. Um, You know, we'll see if it winds up shooting themselves in the foot. Well,
1: what's interesting, though, when you look at the arena debate in Seattle versus the debate we're having in Calgary and debates in in other markets, it's quite something because it seems as though you've got uh, rich people who are fighting with one another to be the one to put in hundreds of millions of dollars of their own money to build a new arena.
0: Well, what's interesting is Seattle, about 10 years ago, was where Calgary is now, right? Um, Where they were talking about building a new arena and there was opposition to... uh, to uh... you know putting a lot of public money into it in that case the sonics wound up leaving but what happened was uh... the voters voted in an initiative that would bar any public money from going to an arena unless there was a return on the public investment and that really set a standard of okay we're not going to give you a whole lot of money is anybody still interested and you had first Chris Hansen, who came in um, and was proposing his arena south of downtown near the ba- baseball and football stadiums. And then more recently, um, uh, you know, Tim Leckie and uh, Mass Square Garden, a bunch of other folks are partnering to, to do what has turned out to be the successful plan, which is to redo Key Arena, again, almost entirely with private money. Um, and I think it does go to show that you can sometimes, in some scenarios, get investors and developers to put up private money to build or renovate an arena. Um, I think the difference with Calgary, I guess the question with Calgary is, is the money there, right? Is the the additional revenue there from uh, building a new arena that it would get you that much more than the existing one? And I think the answer is, well, if... A new arena would be that great. You should try and get someone to do it with private money because clearly Seattle shows it can be done. And if the new revenue from an arena isn't all that great, then why are we talking about it in the first place? You know, if neither the public nor the Flames want to put up, you know, five hundred, six hundred million dollars, billion dollars, whatever it would cost to uh, to build an arena, then fine. Apparently, the old one is is the best financial
1: strategy. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Uh, your thoughts, by the way, on Seattle as a market. I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, obviously the NHL is hoping it could work. It's, you know There's a proximity to Vancouver, maybe a rivalry there. But it seems like the NBA is the bigger fish that this city wants to land. And it's a crowded sports market as it is between MLS and baseball and the NFL and college sports. Is, is there a risk for the NHL in you know, being the, the fifth or sixth down the, the, you know, the pecking order? Um,
0: yeah, I think definitely it's a worry anytime you have that, you know. Um, it, it, it's somewhat comparable to uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, I would say, probably a similar-sized yep. city, um, also a lot of franchises, um, and, you know, they've, they certainly had trouble holding on to an NHL franchise. Yep. I think that wasn't unrelated. Um, I, I think they'll probably do. Okay. I think it's a, a reasonable gamble, and, again, the gamble is more on the – Seattle owners side, right um, the NHL rest of the NHL is going to get that six hundred fifty million dollar check. The only thing you worry about is are you getting into this situation where you're worsening the case you already have with the NHL, which is that it has a bunch of teams with solid fan bases and then a bunch of teams that you know just nobody really cares about um and that's what I would be worrying about if i were if I were you know Gary Bettman is should we really be expanding into places that you know, are just going to leave us with a whole lot of teams that don't have a good fan base and don't have anywhere to go. But again, that's the MLS model, right, um, is let a 1,000 teams bloom and don't worry about it, you know. If, uh, if they run into trouble, then uh, I guess the worst-case scenario is you start contracting them or start moving them or something like that.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other situation. No kidding. Uh, much more, Neil, Neil, uh, Always appreciate the insight. Thanks for joining us here. Sure thing. All right. Uh, That's Neil DeMoss, editor at fieldofschemes.com, co-author of the book of the same name. So his thoughts on what's going on in Seattle and what it means for Calgary. So in all likelihood, Seattle's off the table. Uh, If Seattle's getting a team, it's going to be an expansion team. That's where things stand. It would appear. So Seattle's off the table. Does that mean the Flames leaving is off the table? Was there really any other realistic viable option? Is Quebec City a smaller market? A more viable option than Calgary? Is Houston uh, a viable market? Uh, That seems pretty far fetched to me. I mean, the other knock on Quebec, not only is it a smaller market, uh, in a more higher tax jurisdiction, by the way, it's in the East. Uh, The NHL is uh, very determined to have some geographical balance, 16 teams in the East, 16 teams in the West. That's the goal. You take a team from the West and you plunk it in the East, well, you've screwed that up. Putting a team in Seattle is supposed to fix that problem. So, no, I don't think the NHL wants to lose a team in the West. I don't think the NHL wants to lose a Canadian team. I don't think they want to lose a market like Calgary. So they want to get it done. And look, to be honest, I don't think the Flames want to go anywhere. I don't think the ownership wants to, to sell. I don't think they want to leave. I think they want to get it done. And for that matter, I think City Council wants to get it done. So if Seattle's off the table, let's start dangling that stuff. And let's start working toward a solution. Get these... Folks in a room, lock the door, you know, like Bart did saw on the Simpsons when the, the teachers went on strike. Get the teacher, the principal in the room, lock the door, hold the key. They'll figure it out eventually. But I think we can, we can say with some degree of certainty that the Seattle card is, is over. Seattle's going to get a team, but it's not going to be the Flames. It's not going to be the Panthers, or the, what are they, the Hurricanes? <laughs> well, there's the Panthers, and I guess that would be in the mix, too. It's not going to be the Islanders. It's going to be an expansion team because that gets them to 32 and that gets them $650 million. Christian texted he did the math. That's about $21 million per team. Not too shabby. 974-8255. So what do you make of these developments here? You look forward to seeing the Flames versus the Millionaires as opposed to having to go to Seattle to watch the Flames play. And by the way, it's got to be the Millionaires, Right. Anyway, 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.